take out the blue sheet that's in your bulletin. Take a quick look at that. Uh, <clears throat> Last week I read this poem to you. Several of you suggested that you would like to have a copy of it, so now you do. Uh, but I read, I didn't read uh, the first part of it, and so I want to read that with, read that for you now and show you something. It says, have you ever seen a prayer rock? You see that uh, written there for you. It's a small rock wrapped in an attractive fabric and tied with a ribbon. On the ribbon, a card is attached, and on the card are the words, my prayer rock, followed by this poem. Well, some people just don't believe in the written word, and so I decided to bring a visual, and here it is. Colorful fabric, see it? Very wrapped in a ribbon, got it? Here it is. Open it up. And here it is. Here's my prayer rock, and my prayer rock the Holy Spirit has identified it. This is mine. It's got my name on it. And as a matter of fact, this is my intimate name. Most of you know me. Uh, my name is Martin. And for most people, that's the name that I respond to, uh, to my intimates, my wife, my, my, uh, uh, close, close friends, uh, call me Marty. Uh, and that's kind of usually the difference between, uh, you know, you know which group do you belong to? Uh, never mind. But anyway, the Holy Spirit knows me this way, and that's what He wrote on the rock. And so here it is. And when it's on the floor, it does hurt my my toe. And when it's on my pillow, I'm glad I take my glasses off before I lay my head down, uh, because I'd probably break my glasses. So read the poem again for yourself. I'm not going to do it. Now, I'm going to put this over on the table over there uh, by the offering uh, joy box so that you can take a good close look at it uh, at the end of the service. So uh, when we, so make sure you do that. I, I brought it for that purpose, and I'm going to ask Shirley if she won't uh, put it over there right now so we don't forget. What did I do with, oh, there's the ribbon. Uh, you got to have it all. There we are. Thank you, Shirley. Okay, there. So we got it, right? First Thessalonians chapter 5. Let's do it. Uh, <clears throat> Pray Without Ceasing is the title of our message today. Uh, and we're going to be talking about that in kind of a different way. Because I want you to see, because so often when we pray... Uh, we wonder, well, well, what should I pray about? How can I pray? How do I get started? Uh, what do I need to do? Uh, I've got all these things going on in my brain, uh, and I just don't know what to pray. And some of us think, well, I'll just, I've memorized a prayer, and it's probably Matthew chapter 6, uh, which is the Lord's Prayer, or the Disciples' Prayer, or uh, people have named it any number of different things, and our Father who art in heaven, that's the one we're talking about. That's Matthew chapter 6, also Luke chapter 11, if I remember correctly. Almost the same words. Uh, <clears throat> but that's that's really not the close, intimate prayer 
uh, that we want to talk about. In fact, as a matter of fact, looking at the hymn that we just sang, uh, the, the hymn that led us into the message, Sweet Hour of Prayer, uh, talks about that exactly. Uh, I'll cast on him my every care and wait for thee, sweet hour of prayer. I'll cast upon him my every care. Now, that's not a rote prayer. That's not a rote, memorized bunch of words. That's close, intimate conversation with God, isn't it? That's what we're talking about. And that's what prayer really is all about. And so that's what we want to talk about today. We want to talk about close, intimate conversation with God. And how do we get there just as soon as our toe has touched that rock as we climbed out of bed or uh, and, and so on? And you can read the poem again for yourself. But let's take a moment now and pray about praying. Gracious, loving, heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you this day for the message that you have for us this day. A message so very close to your heart because it brings us directly to you. Almost face to face, not in a physical way, but spiritually locked in, mind to mind with you. And for this, we give thanks as we go forward today. In Jesus' name, amen. First Thessalonians chapter 5 uh, reads this way. Where does it start? Now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that they are unruly, comfort the feeble-minded, support the weak, and be patient towards all men. See that none render evil for evil unto any man, but ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men. Rejoice evermore, and here's the title of our message, Pray Without Ceasing. Verse 17, Pray Without Ceasing. Well, let's stop right there. That's impossible. But no, it isn't. When we think of it in a physical sense, when we think about getting down on our knees, clasping our hands together like the classic pose for prayer, I actually have a tie that has hands all over it. Boom, there we are. You know, pray without ceasing that I'm not going to get anything done. I want I can't even get out of bed to kick the rock to get started because I've got to be, you know, boom. That's not what it's talking about at all. Pray without ceasing is be in continual communication with the author and finisher of your faith. Continual con- uh, conversation, continual communication with him. Always tuned in to the Father. Understanding in a real way that you are never, ever, ever, ever alone. Never. No matter how alone you are, you're never alone. He is with you. Now, I've said this before, and it's worth saying again, so I will. When you accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you didn't make an appointment to come and do that. You just all of a sudden decided, hey, that's where I should be, and you accepted him. You might have walked down an aisle in church. Uh, You might have 
bowed your head uh, over the foot of your bed. <clears throat> Did I say head, bed? I think so. Uh, might No matter where it was, but guess who was there? He was there. He is there. He's here right now with you, with each individual person in the room, all of us. We have the undivided attention of God. Now, is that possible? Well, with God, nothing's impossible. I can't give all of you my undivided attention all at the same time. But then I'm not God. You'll have to wait your turn. And unfortunately, we get locked into that physicalness. Well, I have to wait my turn. Your turn is always. I am always with you, the scripture says. And so when you can be praying without ceasing, you are communicating directly with God as if you were, I'm going to use Shirley because she's in front. You ready for this? I can be communing with Shirley all of the time. She's my closest companion. I spend more time with Shirley than I spend with anybody else uh, in the world. Period. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about that continual relationship. And the scary thing is, is she can finish my sentences and I can finish hers. Uh, that, that really is scary. Uh, Joe, stop that. None of that. Okay. God can finish your sentences too, because guess what? God knows what you're thinking. God knows the intent of your heart. God knows all of those things. Pray without ceasing, the scripture says, and in everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Now let me talk about that everything give thanks. Uh, <clears throat> I've actually gone back uh, pre-Shirley. So 1969 and before, uh, because that's when I met Shirley. I met Shirley in 1969. Uh, so in 1968, there was no Shirley. In 1967, and so on. And I, and I think that, well, if I'd have done this, if I'd have made this decision instead of that decision, in a physical sense, I'd have been better off. I, I wish I'd have done that. I wish I had gone to college instead of going into the Marine Corps. And I got admitted to college while I was in boot camp, and then I was, quote, stuck. Uh, there you, and I hated my mother because she had to sign for me because I was only 17. Guess what I got for my 18th birthday? First day on the obstacle course. That's what I got. That's what my drill instructor gave me for my birthday. Didn't even give me a card. Just that wonderful physical experience of failing on every single event. I was not the physical specimen that you see before you right Oh. <laughs> Stop that. There'll be no laughing about this. But the purpose that we're talking about here, what we're talking about here, is that communion with Him. And being with Him. Going going to be with Him. And one of the ways in which we can do that, and we actually did it this morning. Why do we sing two or three songs before the message? It gets us tuned in. Look at the message. Look at, Shirley did a fantastic job choosing 
uh, hymns today with just a tiny bit of help from the Holy Spirit. In the garden, we sang that. We know this song. And he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I am his own. And the joy we share as we tarry there, none other has ever known. Well, I don't really have a garden to walk in, but as I walk, as I talk, as I do the things that I am doing in life, I know that he is with me and I can speak to him right this moment. I can ask him questions. I can ask him to tell me the way to go. What should I do? What should, not any, meeny, miny, mo, but what should I do? What should I do? But as I was saying in this idea of not, of, of changing what I did in the past, it completely messes up what happens in the future. If I had gone to college when I was 18 years old, how would I have met Shirley? I met Shirley because I was a Marine stationed at Camp Pendleton, which is near Oceanside, which is where Shirley lived, et cetera, et cetera. So God knew what was going on. God was leading me to Shirley. God was leading Shirley to me. And the way in which he got me there was to get my mother to sign for me. Wait, you got the idea. God loved me so much that he was willing to go to the cross for me. And so as we go through and we wonder, well, how, what can we do about praying? What, how can I do that? I wake up in the morning and I'm worried about, I've got to do this at work today. I've got my car payment that's due tomorrow. And if I don't hurry up, then there's going to be a late charge. And is my, is my deposit going to make it before, you know, we've got all those things going on and it hits us. First thing, first waking moment of the day and wham, this problem and this problem and this problem is coming up. You know, I've got a driver's license that I have to renew this year and I have a sight problem that might cause me a little trouble with the eye test and I'm concerned about it. I wake up in the morning and I'm concerned about having a driver's license the day after my birthday this year. I'm concerned about when I go if they don't say, give me that card, I'm not giving it back to you, you know. Surely come get me because I don't have a driver's license anymore. You know, I, that's worst case scenario, isn't it? And some of you have been down that road a little bit. <clears throat> and I, and it concerns me. And here's, so I wake up in the morning and I, I'm not tuned into God. Hi God, how are you this morning? Uh, I'm not doing so well. I've got this little problem here. No, no, I'm, I'm, what am I going to do? What am I going to do about my situation in this case or that case or, or whatever it might be? Well, there's a pattern for prayer and we're going to talk about that in another message. So I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it, but the pattern for prayer is found in Matthew chapter six verses, uh, five through 13, which is the, or nine through 13 actually which is the Lord's Prayer, Our Father Which. And I'm not going to recite it for you now, and I'm not going to show you what the pattern is now, but the pattern is there. The pattern is there, and we can, if we learn the pattern, and I mentioned it last week, we learn the pattern. The pattern is, is A-C-T-S. A stands for adoration. C stands for, for confession. T stands for thanksgiving. 
And 4, S stands for supplication, asking for. Guess what's at the end? You go through all the other things. Adoration. Wow, you're a great, you know, and so on. Our Father who art in heaven. Hallowed. Hallowed be thy name. Good King James English. Hallowed be thy name. That's where I begin. And then, whoops, if I blew it yesterday, if I've already blown it this morning, and my foot hasn't even kicked the rock yet, uh, etc. But this is what we can do. We have a library. That's another word I wanted to use. We have a library of opportunities for preparing our minds and our hearts for prayer. And they're right here. I want you to take this home with you today uh, and look at it again. I want you to look at it again because every one of these songs today uh, deals with prayer in one way or another. And I'm going to give you a plethora of others today in the message today. <clears throat> and I'm actually going to give them to you printed as well. Uh, and I want you uh, in the next weeks, this is a homework for you, maybe homework from now on. I want you, every time you sing a hymn, every single time you sing a hymn, I want you to look for the spiritual truth, the spiritual reality found in the hymn. I want you to, I want you to look for it because it's there. And I'm going to point some of those out to you this morning. That's going to be our subject. And we're going to start with Fanny Crosby. Let our lives sing a prayer of adoration and consecration. Adoration, our love for God. And Fanny Crosby did it this way. I am thine, O Lord. I have heard thy voice. Aren't you glad I'm not singing? And it told thy love to me. But I long to rise in the arms of faith and be closer drawn to thee. Be closer drawn to thee. I'll find the next page in a minute. Consecrate me now to thy service, Lord, by the power of grace divine. Let my soul look up with a steadfast hope and my will be lost in thine. Draw me nearer, 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 blessed Lord, to the cross where thou hast died. Draw me nearer, 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 blessed Lord, to thy precious pleading side. Now think about that for a moment. You've, you've sung this song a hundred times if you've been in church for a while. We sing it a lot. Shirley puts it in uh, the song service very frequently. It's a beautiful song. It says so very, very much. But what I want you to see in it today is it gives you the opportunity. And here's some of that memory stuff again. If I start here, if I if my first thought in the morning is that song, I am thine, O Lord. I have heard thy voice. And it told what? Thy love for me. For me. Where does that put my mind and heart? My mind and heart is now where? It's now tuned in. And I'm really what? Ready for prayer. I'm ready to talk to God. I'm ready to have communication with Him. I'm ready to commune with Him. 
commune with Him. And I'm looking forward uh, to that communion. Let our lives sing a prayer regarding the Bible study for the coming year. Uh, the Bible study I talked about for next week. I've already given the commercial. I won't do it again. Uh, I hate repetitious commercials, don't you? Uh, but <clears throat> we have the opportunity of being with him in another way. Mary Lathaberry, I couldn't remember her name. Break thou the bread of life, dear Lord, to me. What's the bread of life? Bread of life. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. The bread of life is his word. And I have it here somewhere. Here it is. I have all of the scriptures printed in my notes. But there it is. The bread of life. Are you into this every single day? I mean, you have breakfast every day. Well, I don't eat breakfast. Uh, I have lunch every day. And I have dinner every day. I eat every day. I feed myself physically every day. Every single day. Don't, don't hardly miss a day unless I purposefully am fasting and, and whatever. And we're, that's another story. We'll talk about that another time. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And here it is. Man, what a banquet. What a banquet. What a smorgasbord. How wonderful it is. And we have the opportunity at any time to feast upon that banquet. Break thou the bread of life, dear Lord, to me, as thou did break the loaves beside the sea. That's talking about what? Feeding of the 5,000. Think about that. If I were one of those 5,000 men, plus women and children, so we don't want to play numbers today, but we'll just use the 5,000 that are printed for us. If I was one of the 5,000 that was a party to, quote, the magic of the loaves and the fish. Five loaves, two fish. Is that the way it worked? And here we are, and and look at all the garbage that was left or left over. Twelve baskets of refuge uh, for the birds, and uh, don't know what happened to it. They didn't tell us where they dumped it. But there it is. Would I not be thinking in terms of, well, where did this come from? Where did this come from? Where did this come from? If I was one of the many people that came to say the final goodbye to Lazarus, John chapter 11, and Lazarus came out and said, Hi, glad you could come to the party. Would I not be wondering about what has just happened? What has just happened? My spirit pants for thee, O living word. Do you, do you pant? Do you hunger for? I am so hungry. Don't stand in my way. Not between me and the kitchen. I got to get there. I'm that hungry for whatever's out there. And then so often we look around and there's nothing that quickly satisfies. Nothing 
that will get to us. And that's what I'm talking about. There's nothing here. I got to actually cook something. It'll take too long. I'll die of hunger before I can get it prepared. Beyond the sacred page, I seek thee, Lord. Beyond the printed page. Certainly in the printed page, but then I come to you. What does this mean to me, Lord? If this every word is for me, what does this mean? When Joshua did this, when Moses did that, when and so on, start naming some people. What does that mean to me? Me, Martin Hubbard, 20, what, what year is this? 2019, et cetera, et cetera. What does that mean? What does it mean? Let our lives sing a prayer for spiritual illumination. Open my eyes that I may see. How many of us have sung that song over and over again? Glimpses of truth thou hast for me. Place in my hands the wonderful key that thy shall unclasp and set me free. Now, I've read pieces of three hymns already. You sang three hymns already. That's six hymns that you have, and you're going to have the three that I've read because I've placed them over on the information table by the joy box, and you can grab one as you leave and take it with you. I think it would be a good purchase for you to go buy a hymnal. And every once in a while, read just read some of those hymns. And you know, there's a wonderful exercise, a Bible study exercise that you can do, is you can read a hymn and then determine what was the hymnist thinking when they wrote this hymn. And look it up. Find the scriptural reference. Of course, most hymnals in the back, they actually have a scriptural index for hymns. And it, so it gives you, it gives you a help. And that's good. Gives you the opportunity to expand your, your thinking process. Not so much stumbling. Little direct effort. All for what purpose? To get our minds and hearts set up and prepared for what? For communication with Him. Open my eyes that I may see. Open my eyes that I may see. Let our lives sing a prayer to the Master Teacher regarding prayer. Teach me to pray, Lord. Teach me to pray. Remind me that I should be praying. Teach me to pray. This is my heart cry day by day. Luke chapter 11, verses 1 through 4, Lord's Prayer in Luke. Matthew chapter 6, verses 5 through 13. Actually, it's a setup into the Lord's Prayer. It's 9 through 13 are the scripture references. When my grandson, Jeremiah, who's now 20, uh, was in Awana and he was learning verses, and he did a great job for learning those verses, one verse, two verses, maybe, uh, maybe three. Uh, if it got to be more than three verses, uh, his mind broke down. He said, no, no, I, I can't read, I can't memorize that much. And so driving from Cathedral City to Desert Hot Springs on the way to Awana, I taught him the Lord's Prayer. Actually, you'll never believe this. Barbara Streisand taught him the Lord's Prayer because it was Christmas time. She does a beautiful Lord's Prayer on this Christmas album that I have. And, and so we'd, we'd play that. And he, that's how he learned the Lord's Prayer. And when he finished the Lord's Prayer, I gave him the scripture reference and I said, guess what? 
you just learned five verses of Scripture. Wow! He couldn't believe it. Five? Really that many? Five? Yeah. Yeah. Matthew chapter 6. Let our lives sing a prayer of comp- of commitment to personal witnesses. Lord, lay some soul upon my heart, the hymnist says, and love that soul through me. And may I bravely do my part to win that soul for thee. Isn't that beautiful? 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 16 through 19 talks about that. That's the, that's the inspiration, I believe, that the hymnist had when he wrote, was it a he? Yes, Leon. Lord, lend me, lead me to some soul in sin and grant that I may be endued with power and love to win that soul, dear Lord, for me. Wow. When we have those kinds of things going on in our mind, how can we not be communicating with Him? How can we not be communicating with Him? It's impossible. It's impossible. And that's good. We don't want, we want those avenues. We want, we, we need, sometimes we need helps of pushing the garbage out of the way so that we can get to the real sweet stuff. And the real sweet stuff stuff is communion with Him, isn't it? Communication with Him. Let our lives sing a prayer of personal commitment to our Savior as we face the coming year. Take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to me. Now, you've sung that song. Do you believe that song? Is that a song of confession? Could I, could I take actually and just read those words and I say, Lord, I'm, I know I'm just reading words, words that I sing in church, but I really mean this. Take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, in thee. Take my hands and let them move at the impulse of thy love, at the impulse of thy love. Take my feet and let them be swift and beautiful for thee, etc., etc., etc. What a wonderful song. And what does that song do? It leads us, it speaks to us, this particular song, to what? Our mission in life. Because our mission in life is what? Is to reach out and touch someone with the love of the Lord Jesus Christ. The very love that he reached out and touched me with, I have the opportunity, I have the commission for reaching out and touching you. And that's you speaking out. That's you speaking out. Let our law, let our lives uh, sing a song of faith. Lord, lead in, O King, King Eternal. The day of march is come. Henceforth in field of conquest, thy tent shall be our home. Through days of preparation, thy grace has made us strong. And now, O King Eternal, we lift our battle song. And it is somewhat of a battle, isn't it? It's not, it's not easy. It's not easy to reach out to our neighbors and say, God loves you as a wonderful plan for your life. See, I've memorized that. That's, that's old Bill Bright, Four Spiritual Laws. God loves you as a wonderful plan for your life. God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. 
It's hard to say because you're afraid, you're immediately afraid of the rejection you're going to hear or the look you're going to see on their face. Oh, no, no, I'll step two steps back from this fanatic. Boom. But you see, that they're stepping back from God. And the sadness is, the very sadness is, is that they're stepping back from eternal life. Those that reject the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal Savior are stepping away from the cure for death. Wages of sin is death. But the gift of God, if you accept it, the gift of God is eternal life. Simple, simple stuff. But it speaks to us. We're talking now about you and I and our relationship with Him. And that relationship with Him is based in part upon what we think, where my mind is, who I'm communicating with. And I communicate with Him in in two basic ways. One of the ways is in the Word. Reading the Word. The other way is prayer. Is actually doing it. Communicating with Him. And I have found that when I pray, <clears throat> and when I'm praying for you, and I've mentioned before, I pray for you every day by name. <clears throat> that I do it aloud. I speak the prayers. Kind of weird. Somebody walks by my office and hears, who's in there with him? Uh, well, there is someone in there with me. God's in there with me. God knows that you're on my heart. Joe is on my heart. John is on my heart. Susie's on my heart. And so, and if I didn't mention your name, and some of you I did, same on me, but there you are. That's where it is. When I just do it with my, my mind, you know, the, the mind is fickle and that car payment gets in the way and all of that kind of stuff. But when I'm speaking, I'm channeled. I've got, my brain is doing more than one thing and that's good. And it's all one thing and that, that all one thing is surely it's, uh, Mrs. Woods, Ruth <laughs> wouldn't come as quickly as I wanted it to. Uh, but there it is. Pray. Be a mindset for prayer. And the mindset for prayer can begin with those hymns. I want, at Christmas time, and we, I got two minutes. I can do this. Christmas time, how many Christmas, and I'm not talking Jingle Bells Christmas. I'm talking about Silent Night Christmas. I'm talking about We Three Kings Christmas. I'm talking about, uh, that one. Yeah, our old little town of Bethlehem. I'm talking about the ones that have that spiritual truth in them that we close our eyes, you know, boom. What's a Christmas hymn? And boom, any one of us will say one. And there it is. Where's our mind? Our mind is on Bethlehem. Our mind is on on the Virgin Mary uh, conceiving the Lord Jesus Christ. And if we have any kind of a of a mindset at all, uh, we can go beyond the Christmas story and say, that Jesus, uh, born of the Virgin Mary, came for what purpose? Came to go to the cross for you and for me in order that we might what? That we might have eternal life with him. That our sins might be forgiven. Thank you, Lord Jesus, 
for giving us Mary and Joseph and Bethlehem. Thank you for giving us Jesus who did this, this, and this. Thank you that Jesus was willing to go. What am I doing? I'm praying. I'm I'm giving thanksgiving for what God has done for me. And beyond that, I now have the power. I, Martin Hubbler, has the power of eternal life in my hands. Right here. Right here. And so do you. Not because I'm standing up here. You have that power. If you have the love of the Lord Jesus Christ in your heart, if you've accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you have that power too. Almost like you could actually see what's in my empty hands. In order that you might reach out and give it away. Give it away. And as the song that I quoted uh, talked about, give me a soul to touch and give me the strength. Give me the strength, the fortitude, the guts, if I can put it that way, to share it, to give it, to provide it, to love it. I love you so much that you have to have this. She's not here, so I can do it. This my I call this my love cross. I've changed the name. It was my Susie cross because that's who gave it to me, but that's my love cross. And she told me when she gave this to me that she loved me. This was originally her husband's who passed away. Uh, she gave this to me, and she says, I love you enough to give you this cross because I know how meaningful it will be to you. And I promised her that I would wear it whenever I wear a tie. And I do. Can I say that about the Lord? I love Him so much that I'm willing to provide that love to you because I love you that much because God loves you that much. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. loved you so much that he was willing to send someone like me to tell you about that love. Wow. The power. The power. And it all starts with what I've got going between the two ears and it all gets triggered by kicking that prayer rock in the morning. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul so that I can love you and save yours. Let's pray. Gracious, loving Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you so very, very much for that which you have done for us. And we just ask that whatever it is that we need to do, We find ourselves willing to do it in order that our communication path to you is never ending. Never ending. 
May I be in continual communication, continual prayer with you. And for this I do give thanks, as your Holy Spirit helps me to do exactly that. And it's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. Let's stand and we're going to be singing face to face.